0: Good morning and welcome everybody You're listening to Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8 or 88 Right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network Wherever you are, this is The Breakfast Show Positively different radio in the morning And you are with Lyle and... Oh, I think we're going to strike
1: Lyle I just want to go
2: on strike You're going on
3: strike?
0: I want to go on strike,
1: yeah
0: You're not going to do any more knitting? <laughs>
1: First of all, crocheting. i to. Crocheting. Oh, very good, Lyle. Yes. Okay, so you're going to go. Mon,
0: Mon has just announced it on air she's going on strike from I'm going crocheting. On strike. No more crocheting here in that. the studio. I didn't studio. say
1: that I was going on strike from crocheting. I said, uh, I'm going on strike. I want to go on strike from having to do this pre-recorded message to tell our people that they're listening to the pre-recorded show. Then you just jump across the live show. We've been telling yes. you guys for so long now that you're listening to the pre-record and you yes. need to go listen to the live show instead because every day we have to make, we have to record this message to let you know it's a pre-record. I agree. It's, it's just about, it's if, about you go, if you go over to
0: the live show, we don't have to do this anymore.
1: And I know that's something you might be thinking, well, it's out of my control. I just turn on the radio and this is what comes out.
0: No, it's n- totally in your control.
1: You can call us up and... Tell us what's the the in your area. yeah. Make a I donation
0: think. to get your transmitter upgraded to a live show transmitter.
1: Today is the day.
0: It is. I'm on strike. Uh, the easy way, of course, is to download the TuneIn app, the free version on your phone or your mobile device, plug it into your uh, car stereo or run it through your Bluetooth and uh, you're up and running. Okay, the, show, the website.
1: Right yeah, go to the website. huh.
0: Use your browser, yep. go to your website. website, yep. press play.
1: But I really like the idea of um actually just getting out the live show everywhere. Or yeah. delayed laid areas you know we could just switch over to live. Anyway, what are you grateful for this morning, Lyle? Uh Desert. The desert? Desert. Have you been lost in the desert, have you? I've never been lost in the desert. If you had to be lost at sea or stuck in the desert, which would you rather be? Sea. Really? Yeah. Of course.
0: I'm a okay. sailor.
1: Okay. Fine. Yeah. You're also a four wheel driver. And you're excited about the desert today, so
0: Yeah, no, nah, I'd still rather be lost at sea.
1: Okay. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Fine.
0: I I I fancy my chances is better at sea okay. than in the desert.
1: Okay. I'm pretty sure I'm a desert person. Yeah,
0: you can die in one day in the desert. You one can t- die in one day in eight the sea. Hours. Yeah, if you fall into water.
1: Well, I never said you had a raft.
0: Okay. All right. Desert then. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> if yeah, I don't yeah. have a raft, if you get
3: a raft,
1: I get a four wheel drive. I am, a I driver, am right? not a great swimmer.
0: <laughs> I am not a great. No, you don't get a four wheel drive. You get a camper trailer without a four wheel drive.
1: Okay, fine. Whatever it the, is,
0: that's the nearest equivalent. If to- we no, both no, no, have no, no, modes no. of transportation, no, no, you get a trailer without a camper. That's it. A few supplies, just a trailer. No, 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 four wheel drive. No, no camper over the top. I'm not sure that's exactly. That's the equivalent of a raft. It's not
1: equivalent because yeah, the raft is. moves around a lot. The trailer doesn't move uh, unless you push it. Yeah, exactly. But the the rifle moves. How, how is fast favorite. is the
0: raft going to move? Like two knots? Well, it you push a
1: storm. We are so off topic. Anyway, <laughs> stay tuned. We got more off topic stuff happening coming up right after this.
3: Well, early in the morning. Of day, I ask the Lord, help me find the way, help me find the way way to the promised land. land. This
4: This lonely body needs a help and
5: I pray to the Lord,
3: Lord won't you lead leave me, me there? there? Won't you guide me guide safely me through the golden, golden step? Won't you let this let body, this your blood shed? I pray to the Lord, Lord, won't you lead me, me, please? Lead me, please, leave me there. there! When the judgment comes, find the world in chains. When the trumpet blows, won't you call
5: my name? Call my name?
3: When the thunder rolls and heavens rain, when the sun turns black, never shine again. Never shine again when the trumpet blows, won't you call me, please, call my name?
0: That was Peter Ball and Mary with Early in the Morning, and it's good to wake up. To something bright and cheery like that early in the morning, give us a bright and cheery clue for our quiz, Mon.
1: Yeah, so we moved on yesterday from that hardest quiz ever that I'm calling it. Uh, that was answered by Joe Norton of Young. Good on you, Joe. Uh, and today we are we've got to give out clue. Should I give out clue one again, or we do just move on straight to clue two?
0: Uh, clue one and two. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, okay. It's so we up.
1: already gave out clue number one yesterday. Lyle doesn't know the answer to this one, so there is double prizes heading out. Uh, so this is a what number am I quiz? The first clue for the what number of my quiz was Benjamin received this many times the amount of food that his brothers received when visiting Egypt. And the second clue is the number of times Paul was given 39 lashes by the Jews. So this number times 39 equals the amount of lashes that Paul was given by the Jews. I can't
0: remember what I guessed yesterday. I'm still guessing.
1: Yeah, you're still guessing. And while Lyle is still guessing, you have the opportunity to win two prizes because we all know that if Lyle doesn't know the answer and you get it right before he does, he's he's writing down the wrong answers. Uh, I will give you double prizes. What was the prize that we gave away yesterday? Was it the Liv?
0: Uh, it was a prize. It was a it was, prize. It was a, it was a cool prize.
1: I'll have to consult with the with the producer in the next song break. Um, but two prizes, if you can get it right, give us a call, 1 800 Faith FM. Uh, that's 1 800 324 843 is our number. Or you can text 04 064 669.
0: Okay, there you go. What do you got for positively different news this morning?
1: Ah, uh, Lyle. I have some incredible news for you. Oh,
0: I've got some positively di- different oh, news. Oh, go, go on, go on. Um, I'll let you, you no, do no, also. No, okay. no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm really, really intrigued.
1: intrigued. Is this about the desert? No. Okay, I do want to talk more about the desert. But go on.
0: Alright all right, all right. All right. All right. Do, you
1: to, do you want to debate something about the, d- d- the desert?
0: Debate something. Yeah, let's have a debate. Okay. I love okay. a debate. All right. We
1: might be on the same team, so I'm not. I, I'm a little bit.
0: I can take the opposite team for fun. <laughs> we
1: might get in trouble here. We're gonna okay. we're gonna about to delve into some murky topics okay. <laughs> right. controversial tro- this is like so off script don't we ever have a script or work with one of those so we went from your
0: positively different news to my positively different news
1: to let's talk about controversy talk about- I don't see what the desert
0: has to do with either controversy you're or- about to find out all right
1: so you and I have a goal this year and it has to happen this year
0: I know where this is going. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I, I, I have been talking to people about this and what they think. So Lyle and I have a goal. Um Lyle is going you're going on your Simpson Desert thing, right? Yes. Your your, your expression just got so serious, you're mm-hmm. like, why have I decided to no, do well, this? No, well
0: I've 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 uh, yeah, I've, I've been thinking about this for a while but I haven't actually prepared. Okay. But anyway.
1: Would you like me to save it for another day when you have prepared? Yes, why not? Okay. We're no, we're <laughs> <hanging. laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, we've gone too far now, let's talk about I,
1: it. I we, we haven't said what it was We can We can no, we, we can, talk can about promise this. We the, can people, we we can can promise the people That we'll talk about it tomorrow
0: We are wasting time
1: But we can promise them That we'll talk about it tomorrow Do you want to? No, Come just, on just We'll do a cliffhanger We'll do a cliffhanger, <laughs> a cliffhanger. I'm going to, I can tell you about These policemen instead all right. Okay, okay. All right. All right. Cliffhanger, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a major controversial topic that Lyle and I will be discussing tomorrow on air. <laughs> that
0: relates to the desert.
1: That relates to the desert, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but I do want to tell you a really, 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 really sweet story. Uh, so this, you know, I I know that there is indeed corruption within our police ranks, right? But I think people need to understand, and people need to be gentle in their approach towards um, the people who serve our community, like police officers and ambulance drivers and firefighters, um, because you know you have to recognise these people got into those professions because they do care. They, they do know they want, to, want to make a
0: difference. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: that's the, that's the a friend
0: of mine got into the police force because uh, it was the nearest thing he could do to being a superhero other than running around with a cape and exactly. on the outside, and it's exactly. like you know I can help people here.
1: Exactly, and that's why they get into it. You know, it doesn't mean they and always. I think that
0: the corruption in the police force is. Gro- overrepresented yeah and of course you know when we do find bad eggs in the police force then of course it it gets bone you know to the biggest thing and you know there should be no excuse for it whatsoever at all but you know we should we, we should absolutely give our police you know as much support as we possibly can
1: yeah absolutely and i want to tell a beautiful story about some really kind policemen um who just went above and beyond the call of duty here. Uh, so they had an emergency call to uh, an elderly couple's home. Um, uh, the, 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 the lady was sick and, um, and she was in a wheelchair, so she was having trouble uh, with her mobility. And um, while the policemen were there at the lady's house, they actually noticed that the couple's wheelchair ramp was um, falling apart and was in desperate need of a repair. And uh, unfortunately, the elderly, they were physically and also financially unable to fix the ramp themselves. And uh, so the officers left, and they actually made a mental note of it, and they actually went and got some supplies. They got a team of people together, and they returned to these people's home the next day and just fixed the ramp. Just fix the oh, ramp really? for free. Just they, all, they just you know, just made a, they made a post on their Facebook and said, "If anyone can help and has some supplies, who can maybe show us what to do, um, we'll provide the manpower. If you can provide, you know, the leadership, and a team of policemen and a couple of um, savvy builders turned up and built this elderly couple a brand new wheelchair ramp.
0: Oh wow, isn't that nice? Isn't
1: that wonderful? Yeah, that's yeah. that's
0: good policing right there. Because that's when one- police build bridges with the community like that. Then it enables them to have credibility when they start handing out, you know, fines and and yes. arresting bad guys yeah. and stuff like that. It's like, okay, no, these guys are actually on our side.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think when this kind of stuff happens, we need to talk more about it. We need to we need to celebrate and applaud the um you know the police force when they do this kind of stuff and let them know that we appreciate them and uh, and that you know they are superheroes to us.
0: And particularly, you know, police uh, that are operating in small communities. I'd uh, um I had a friend once who was the police officer on Flinders Island.
1: Oh yeah, which
0: community of about you know seven eight hundred people, and of course you know when you're in a small uh, location like that, it really comes down to good policing comes is, is much like ministry.
1: Oh, really? Oh. you've got to get, you've got
0: to get to know your entire community. You've got to be part of your entire mm-hmm. community because mm-hmm. you've got to be able to step in and you know, bring about strong discipline but maintain respect at the same time.
1: Yeah, that's true. Look, the, the, one of the reasons that I tell this story um, about these wonderful policemen is because uh, years ago I had, a, I had an experience that really affected me. I've remembered it ever since. I was sitting at a table one day having lunch um, and I was sitting with the daughter of a policeman and I was sitting with a lady who had experienced um, abuse at the hand of a policeman. And, uh, and for some reason, the, the topic turned onto our police force here in Australia and the lady who had experienced abuse at the hands of the police force started to, you know, rant and, and just like you said before, put all the eggs in the in one basket and just, you know, it was completely just, oh, it was so scornful. Of, of, of our of security here in Australia as a whole mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just saying how there's nothing good, they're all bad, they're all horrific, um, they're all corrupt, none of them are fair and just you know and, and was using her personal experiences um, at the hands of one or two to like tarnish the whole the whole lot. And then the daughter of the policeman, and I've I've never forgotten this, she arced up and retaliated in such a way. She was just, she was almost in tears. And she said, you know, my father is a policeman and he has taken so much abuse and cops so much abuse over his career. And he is such a good, upstanding man who just wants to help people. And I'm so sick of people like you who just claim the whole the whole barrel is bad because of one one incident and because of one person
0: and what I find is when people talk to me about that incident or you know that that time when they were abused by the police it usually comes down to the fact that they deserved what they got yeah
1: that's often the part you're they're a criminal drugs. and yeah. if you're a
0: criminal yeah. then something in the police are going to come down hard on you it's that simple and you deserve everything that you get and then they're like oh poor me I'm a victim I'm a no you're not a victim
1: yeah, You know,
0: you're a criminal. You're not a victim.
1: That's Don't right. give me that. And then the other hand was, the, and, and also to to further cement what you're saying there, Lyle, this lady, she had been a drug user in the past, um, yeah. and I was like, well, how do you, are you sure that that even happened? Because, that's, that's not even credible. Yeah, because your memory could have been messed up. But just the, the daughter's reaction and how vehement she was, you know, that this is, this is so unfair. And I, and I thought to myself, do you know what? It's true. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to step back and look at my own... Perceptions of, or my broad thinking about police, the police force. Because
0: they are copping abuse day in, day yeah. out, hour on hour and they cop it and they take it and they don't say anything, and they lock the crims up, and then they move on to the next one. Yeah,
1: if you actually look at the stats at how much uh, abuse is uh, received from policemen, uh, firemen, and ambulance drivers, it's actually disgraceful that the people who are trying to help us... Yeah, and that's only a, the,
0: those stats only tell a very small part of the picture mm. of what these guys actually... Um, cop on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I just I wanted to tell that story because we need to hear more of that. Um, we need to be reminded these people are trying to serve us. And you know what? If you're angry because you got a speeding fine, you're like, "Oh, coppers, blah blah blah, useless." But you know what? You were speeding. You that's were breaking right. the law. Absolutely. You need to face n- up to I have that. never
0: been fined for something I didn't do.
1: That's right. <laughs> I mean. Been upset
0: about it once or twice, but <laughs> the fact is, I did it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anyway, if you see a policeman today, maybe give them a thumbs up and a wave and a handshake, and just thank them for their service. Um, They really do a great job out there keeping Australia safe. For now, this is Anna Beaton with the song He Lives.
5: God sent his son. They called him Jesus. He came to love. He lived and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Saviour lives because He lives. I can face tomorrow. Sweet to hope
0: Anna with because he lives here on Faith FM time for another clue for our quiz what do you got for us Mon
1: yes what number am I wait wrong side are you trying to pick over my shoulder Lyle at the quiz answer
0: no I was
1: such a skelly work okay 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 what number am I Joseph chose this number of his brothers and presented them before Pharaoh still confusion on your face Lyle This wondering expression is wandering across your face. (laughs) Give us a call if you know the answer. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. It's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text 0491-064-669. Give us a buzz if you think... Lyle is so just... not. that's not the right answer either. He's writing down all kinds of numbers, but he's just not getting it. Just not getting it this morning, Lyle. (laughs)
0: Moving on.
1: (laughs) Now you want to move on. (laughs) Two
0: positively different
1: news. (laughs) Go on.
0: bit of a rant of mine coming back round again. Oh, yes. Wicked campers.
1: Oh, yes.
0: So one of them turned up somewhere here in New South Wales the other day, and there was a lady who saw it, uh, saw the slogan on it, uh, walked across the street to Bunnings, bought a can of paint, bought a paintbrush, and painted over the top of it.
1: Love it, <laughs> love like, it. Go for it. Oh, I hope you're listening, Lenny, because you got a clap on the back from me.
0: <laughs> and then, of course, this is probably it's probably an illegal thing to do.
1: Oh, of course. It's and all. so,
0: and so she can be sued by Wicked for this. Uh huh. And she's just like, "Bring it on." Yeah. You sue me for this. Bring, Bring it, it on. on. You know, this is a an R-rated, X-rated um, slogan that is being. Used for advertising in the presence of children.
1: Yeah, it's not appropriate. So, so, so,
0: so, bring on the lawsuit. Yeah, if you want to lose this, of course, Wicked Campus has done nothing about it so far. No, they're they're (laughs) not talking about the police. Um, and find out, you know, what could happen here. And the police says, well, if there was a police person who saw them do it, uh, who witnessed the action, they could be arrested for malicious damage.
1: Are we allowed to incite? People on this radio show to do more of that. No, to, um, we're not allowed to, to go incite out people and, to go out and paint over wicked van campers. Are we not allowed to do that? We're not allowed to incite okay. people. Okay. That's so a, we didn't that's do a that. Real pity. That's a real pity. <laughs> we I didn't not, do it, yeah. but it's a real pity we couldn't, isn't it? I just, I think. Okay, so, case. um,
0: <clears throat> so the CWA um, Country Women's Association has come out uh, quite strongly against wicked campers, um, and the new New South Wales branch is lobbying to get the vans off the road. Of course, in Queensland and Tasmania they can be re- deregistered because they don't comply with advertising standards. Good. And I think we do need to have advertising standards. Yeah, oh, absolutely. When you've got advertising that is X-rated or R-rated, then it should only be presented in an X-rated or R-rated environment.
1: And broad daylight, middle of the street and, and, is and, and not that.
0: <coughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, campers, a camper van is a, is a oh. tourist thing that you take to yeah. the beach, beach, you take to... Um, Places
1: where kids are running around having a great time. Yeah,
0: you take it to a fun park. You take it to a, you know a national park, and this is where you take your family. And I've often looked at those slogans and thought, you know, if I had young kids and they asked me, "Oh, what does that mean?"
1: You'd be, yeah, just, I would be thinking way, that means
0: absolute disgusting, you know, perversion. For of those the worst people possible who kind, don't know
1: what Wicked Campers are, they are a van hire company, like I call it a holiday hire company, who specialise
0: in painting misogynist slogans on the side. Not of their just bands.
1: misogynist, but Things um, promoting uh, sexual violence, uh, crime, illicit drugs. Um, it, it's just the most disgusting, decrepit graffiti. And that's like, that's their shtick. And the, they and do the, it on the, purpose.
0: The thing that worries me is that they actually have people who hire their campers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you have one of those kind of campers pull up beside you, you know, yep, the idiot factor has moved in beside me at the campground. Mm-hmm, yeah. Time to move somewhere else because yep. they're going to be up all night just, you know, keeping the whole campground awake by. Being just total morons. Yeah,
1: yeah. Just they're just. When you first talked, had this rant on air um, a little while ago, like I actually looked it up online. I was like, "Is it really that bad?" But what I saw online, I looked at just you know Google images for wicked campers, and I was just gobsmacked that they're actually allowed to do that and just you know they get away with it and been just driving these vehicles down the street. And you have to realize this. You can't really call it art because it is advertising. Of course, it's advertising. Advertising their business. It's how yeah. they've trade. You know. Um, uh, visually connected uh, their business together, and it, it is a disgrace. And I'm so I'm so happy. It's
0: vans against humanity, is what it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. There you go. I'm so happy that the Queensland, uh, um, you know, these states have actually taken actions towards it.
0: Bunch of councils have as well. Byron Bay Council.
1: Good on them. Um, Good ban- on them. Ban them
0: from their caravan parks.
1: I, it's just, it's an embarrassment to the Australian public. It is.
0: You, you imagine with people coming in from yeah, overseas exactly. and they see that kind of thing driving exactly. around. What do they think of Australians? Yeah, it it's you know, this is just low down, degraded. Kind of race that we have here.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's embarrassing. Anyway,
0: so that was my uh, that was my positively different <laughs> news good story for the day. Like good rant, <laughs> it was like she saw it. She walked into Bunnings, she bought a can of paint and a paintbrush. So into that, like, and solved great. it. And now she's like, okay, you want to sue me? Bring <laughs> it on. Oh,
1: I love it. <laughs> but but how could Wicked Van Wicked the Wicked Company not sit up and take notice? That people hate them that much that they're doing that. Yeah. They should take notice of that.
0: Yep. There's a better way to uh, to promote their business. Um, they just need to do some rebranding. Yes. Um, there are plenty of higher companies that they are could incredibly do graffiti. successful. They could
1: just do Yeah, yeah, yeah. War. I'm not against graffiti. Yeah, same. Street art is great, but you could do it tastefully. You don't have That's to right. be vulgar.
0: Since some awesome street art.
1: Yeah, and decrepit. You don't need to do that.
0: <clears throat> okay, risk of nuclear war is at its highest level since… The Cold War? No. Uh,
1: World War Two. Oh, are you serious?
0: Now, in World War II was when they actually, I mean, you don't get actually a higher level of uh, of nuclear war than actually having nuclear war. That's and it. in World War II, we had nuclear war. Mm-hmm. Um, this is according to a senior United Nations security expert, the um, United Nations Institute for Disarmament Research. The director, Renata Dorn, has come out with this research. Um Stating that all nuclear states are in the process of upgrading their nuclear weapons and nuclear systems. Oh my! So across the board, every nuclear state with a nuclear power, and of course, the uh, the US-China competition um, is creating Cold War two. Uh-huh. And so, with the emergence of Cold War two, um, it uh, is raising the you know the danger of nuclear war is just going up and up and up, and of course, disarmament. And reduction in nuclear warheads um, uh, negotiations have been at a stalemate for the last twenty two years i mean there's, what, there's no there's been no action on you know, nuclear weapons in the last twenty two years and and reduction in nu- nuclear weapons
1: which is actually quite surprising to me because I thought that they were had agreements but they were you know doing the disarmament but what do you what do you think about this? Do you think that we should get rid of our nuclear weapons, or do you think we should continue stockpiling so just in case something happens? we have the bigger bombs.
0: Well, if something does happen and we have the bigger bombs, nobody survives. Yeah. You know, it's mutually assured destruction.
1: Because you... And this is in,
0: in some ways what has stopped nuclear war from happening is mutually assured destruction of the planet. Um, I do see this as a sign of the times. The Bible doesn't say that the world is going to end with you know nuclear war, but the Bible does say that you know wars and rumors of wars and um, violence and you know nations hating each other and you know anger, anger amongst the nations, people talking about peace and security and safety. Uh, you know, this being you know front and center to everybody's conversation, these are all a sign that Jesus is coming back soon. And so, when I see this, I am like, "This is a sign that Jesus is coming back soon."
1: Because you can easily link this argument to the argument about gun gun laws, right? Because you can say, "Well, you know, we should all just get rid of our guns and no one can shoot each other." But then some people say, "Well, we need guns so we can protect ourselves." But
4: this is, ooh, and this you can is
1: escalate that easily and have the same uh-huh. well, You know, what about nuclear weapons?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is the same philosophy. Yeah. It's exactly the same philosophy of, uh, um, you know, defense that these governments use to justify nuclear weapons. I would like to see a lot less weapons in our world. And, you know, Australia has a policy of not allowing, you know, guns to be used for self-defense. And, yeah, it's one of those things that in your gut you just sort of, don't like feeling defenceless.
1: Yeah, I mean it's interesting because I think there's a lot of people who have guns and who are okay with guns, but when it's nuclear weapons, they're like, no. And it's like, so where did the philosophy suddenly change? Because if That's you think a good point. if you think about it, nuclear That's weapons they're point. like, but nuclear weapons are, the destruction is so much bigger. But you know what? It the more just guns, more guns. <laughs> the fact is, the fact the is
0: that uh, the destruction is no bigger because either way. Um, if you're destroyed, that's all that matters for you. Yeah, yeah. Because if the whole you know if the whole planet gets wiped out with nuclear destruction, then you're dead, so you don't care about it. And uh, if your neighbour shoots you with a gun, then you're also dead, so you don't care about it.
1: Yeah, I just think that you know, you know your,
0: your yeah. family does. But
1: hey, give us a call if you you know you have an opinion about this. One eight hundred faith. fm is our number. Maybe you're a, a, someone who's okay with guns, but now you're wondering whether or not you should be okay with nuclear weapons. One 843 is our number. This song is called Faith First first with the song shine on and uh, it's a really great number so yeah have a listen to this and we'll be back with an interview that we did at big camp let yeah. yeah. back to Faith FM. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Lyle and Mon. We are still here at the beautiful big camp setting. We're at Stewart's Point. Uh, like, What's that, like two, three, four, five hours north of Newcastle? I'm like, lose count. It was a beautiful drive. It's a beautiful place. Today is super Sunday, fun day. There are so many things happening behind us. Uh, We're in our booth, in our tent, in our little corner, and behind us is just a whole bunch of marquees, all different kinds of ministries, businesses, food trucks, all kinds of exciting stuff happened. I saw balloons, I saw clowns, I saw face painting, and I saw Leighton Smith. Layton Smith, welcome to the show. How are
4: ya? I'm good, thanks.
1: Yeah, so like you're unmissable because you're tall and you have really long dreadlocks. I think your hair, I don't know, is it longer than mine? It prob- Let me hear, probably just, is. I don't know, check out how long mine is. Mine comes down here. We're having a hair competition, yeah, a think hair on I would
4: be longer if it wasn't all knotted up.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true, actually. That's true, because yours is up in dreads and mine's all brushed out. Well, we've just had a hair off, uh, you know, live on the show, so that's a first for Faith FM. <laughs> uh, but, Layton, you're actually the program director for something very interesting. It's called New Heights Adventure.
4: New Heights Youth Outreach, or New Heights Outdoor Ministries is the business. Yeah, you're you know.
1: going to have to explain. What, what, what exactly is that?
4: So, New Heights Youth Outreach is a program of our New Heights Outdoor Ministries, and we work with disability kids and young adults with yeah autism spectrum disorder and all oh, sorts wow. of different disabilities and we take them on adventure therapy programs so lots of
1: adventure therapy man that just sounds like so much fun
4: it is really fun and especially with these guys they've a lot of these guys have grown up uh don't have many friends really struggle with anxiety and depression and just they yeah their anxiety is come from their trauma of having this disability and not being able to connect with people. Yeah. And so these programs are designed to bring them out, create a safe environment and, um, yeah, kind of put them out of their comfort zone, but not too much that creates more trauma, but just...
1: Boost their confidence, Boosts their
4: confidence, learn social skills and have a lot of fun and um, go abseiling over cliffs and down rivers and mountain biking. And so we've got weekly programs for, um, yeah, guys between 18 and 25 and also for the... Ten to seventeen-year-olds as well, and yeah, we catch up over a ten-week period, and then we usually end on a final sort of pick experience, sort of trip where we're going at overnight camp and.
1: That's really yeah. cool. I, like I have to say, I remember like you know going to summer camps, that kind of thing when I was a kid, and uh, I'm not so great with heights. But once you've like you know been abseiling and a whole team of staff members have coaxed you over the, over some cliff edge or some free fall, and uh, and you've conquered it and you've done it, you do just feel like you could just take on the world. You feel like you, your confidence boost is just through the roof. You feel. Like you can walk on air. It's it's an amazing feeling. So I can just imagine that this is you know a, a really effective way of making these kids and these people um, you know feel a bit better about themselves and like they could do some more. So I just I just want to know actually. Um, when you say adventure therapy is that like a, is that like some sort of like a study thing that's is that because I've never heard of adventure therapy I mean, I've never heard of like art therapy and music therapy and I feel like every other day I'm, I'm finding out a new kind of therapy that can really help people and um which I think is great because I think there's so much more to humans than we realize. You know, we've just been talking in the last few weeks, Lila and I on the show, about nature therapy and how they've now studied out nature therapy to the point where it's now prescribable. Like physicians can actually prescribe like a nature pill, mm. they call it, where they actually say you need to spend like half an hour outside in nature every day. So does adventure therapy come with that sort of backing yet or is it still like it's in its earlier stages? There. It's there.
4: There's all sorts of different... Styles or variations of adventure therapy, I guess. So, um, my youth, my background is youth work, Mm -hmm. and then I sort of, um, I was lucky enough that I had another program, like another outreach sort of thing back in the day, racing drift cars. Oh wow! And so, um, as I had a driving school business set up as well, I actually, um, yeah, was going to the skate park every day, meeting all these kids because I didn't have any work basically, and so I thought, made all these cool connections with all these sort of ratty kids down at the skate park and um, that's where I sort of thought okay I need to actually sort of connect with these kids and make some sort of a mentoring program uh-huh. and that led to me getting a job doing youth work and working with troubled kids and that sort of thing so I was lucky enough to get trained up in that organisation and that sort of led me into adventure therapy sort of programs um, and my own passions changed from racing drift cars to the outdoors and then rock climbing and so it sort of suited me really well.
1: Yeah, we just heard about your rock climbing. Just before we started this interview, uh, your ex-housemate stopped by to say hi and uh, mentioned that you used to keep your housemates up at night rock climbing the walls of your house. (laughs) Yeah, that was...
4: (laughs) Well, I'd finished work at 8 o'clock and so probably... 9 or 10pm at, at night is not a good time to start climbing <laughs> for 3 hours but
1: yeah nah <laughs> um,
4: you got to do what you do when you want to get
1: strong at climbing that's but, true <laughs> you definitely have a passion for it then yeah a <laughs> passion proven yeah
4: so it was just cool that um yeah so when I ended up leaving up at um, Silky Oaks in Brisbane it was the company I worked for um doing sort of the outreach sort of work basically what I'm doing now but with your um yeah, at-risk sort of um, youth justice kids and foster kids and that sort of thing, and residential work. Um, my wife and I, when I got married, we travelled around Australia in a bus for a whole year, rock climbing, oh, and that cool. sort of gave us some time to sort of reflect on what we'd done and where we wanted to go. And mm-hmm. So she's studying physiotherapy, and I'm now starting this business doing adventure therapy or so
1: you get damaged and she fixes it is that how it works like you rock (laughs) climb and fall off and then she comes and physios you back into good shape yeah
4: that was the plan
1: (laughs) i can see why you married her
4: (laughs) but no it's good because um yeah she's studying physio so she's got four years of doing that and i thought well i'll give myself four years to get this business off the ground and Mm -hmm. get it going and a year and a half in we've got about 25 young people in the program and it's um seen really good results and praise the lord yeah it's been really cool and we're just in this stage now where we're setting up like a little home base for the business and setting up an indoor rock climbing bouldering wall there and we're going to be running friday night programs out of there where they can come for free and get free food and free live music and then have a bit of a spiritual program as well Mm -hmm. so that's just a free thing they can come to if they feel they want to um but yeah
1: that's really great. So, sorry, you said that was in Brisbane. This where you're setting this up.
4: Oh, uh, this is in Port Macquarie oh, now. Port Macquarie. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah, Port Macquarie, back uh, in my hometown.
1: That's really cool. So, uh, t- uh, once again, I just want to I just want to come back to your clientele at the moment. So, you said this is for like special needs people, um, and you did say the bracket goes up to the age of twenty five, was it?
4: I call it twenty five ish because twenty five
1: ish. I like that. Yeah, because <laughs> I
4: got a couple of guys a bit older than that, but they still fit that young adult sort of range
1: So what kind of what kind of disabilities are your clients you know usually struggling with like you know what what kind of people do you see coming through Yeah so
4: I got a lot of clients with yeah autism spectrum disorder um, yeah usually high functioning autism and uh, we've got a couple with like one guy with Huntington's disease and other um, yeah developmental sort of conditions so all guys that are some I don't know cope with it a bit better than others others are a lot more quieter some are really out there and they're all very different so it's kind of a real fun sort of challenge not quite the behavioral stuff but i used to deal with but still just as challenging and gives me a lot of research to learn about it because i don't have any sort of formal training in that as i was training this other organization so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a lot of podcasts listening trying to figure out all these different conditions and the different young guys i work with and um yeah, it's been really, really good I mean, challenge.
1: Like, but even just getting like the physical exercise must be a great thing for them. Just you know to have that um, that moment of of being in movement and you know moving their bodies, and, and instead of being um, you know uh, sedentary and getting the, the endorphins. I always want to say endorphins every time I say that. Yeah. The endorphins are when they're being active and just you know it must just be doing their bodies a, 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 an excellent amount of physical good uh, when they come and do your 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 programs. So in your, so you said it was a program, right?
4: Yeah, I've got couple of different programs that I run so I've got, I've got one called the explore program which is basically 10 weeks of all different activities and each activity is there to teach a different sort of life skill whether it's um, group dynamics so you might use a mountain bike and when they first hop on a mountain bike they might be a bit nervous and that's sort of the first stage you feel when you enter a new group sort of like the forming stage of a group then you go into like the, the norming and the storming stage and in the storming stage you might be struggling with a bit of conflict in the group or finding your place sort of like on a bike you might have a few crashes as you're getting used to it then you come into this performing stage and that's when you become like one with the bike and you're really just doing awesome stuff and then you got to put it back in the shed at the end of the day and that's where you're sort of sad when you want to leave the group and so each activity we sort of design to sort of fit that sort of a different life skill or like trust or communication or awareness and and so between caving and jumping off cliffs and yeah, I was That's about to say, it sounds quite. like
1: you do a bunch of different physical activities. So what have you, like you've just mentioned uh, mountain biking or bike riding, yep. uh, caving, caving, uh, throwing yourself off a cliff. Is yep. there a technical have, word for that?
4: Uh, just, yeah, cliff jumping.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you strapped to anything when this happens? No, we have
4: plenty of life jackets and floating devices them to grab onto when they land oh. but it's only it's not very high it's not like okay extreme. so they're jumping
1: into water into water yeah, yeah okay okay so I just so here's a cliff just jump
4: yeah no <laughs> we've got cliffs with ropes and we've got cliffs into water
1: <laughs> okay cool cool uh, what else is there
4: uh, we do a lot of um, some of the younger guys they just like to um, as you said the are in dolphins uh-huh. one guy he just wants to go look for dolphins every day one young client. so we just go walking around the edge of the um, ocean and look for dolphins and then other guys want to just mountain bike ride every time um some guys they love that physical challenge, so they just want to go on the biggest hike possible, and other guys are so like unfit or like just anxious that they just want to play pool or just even getting out of the house is enough for them so. yeah,
1: yeah I, d- I do want to ask, and I really hope your answer is no, but do you provide like video games <laughs>
4: That's yes. Yeah, one of the things we try and get them to leave at home all, the, Amen. all their devices. Amen.
1: Yeah. I can't I can't even begin to explain to you, Layton, the deep hatred I have for video games. Yeah. Oh, I hate them so much. I want them obliterated from the face of the earth. Um, so I'm really I'm really impressed by uh, your your business, your ministry, your company here that you know talks about um, that teaches people to get out and um, and get out and try physical stuff. And you know, I think it's really great that. Um, that they all have like an edge of excitement and an edge of adrenaline. So I think particularly guys, you know, in order to, I don't know. I had this theory that guys play video games because it makes them feel like a man. Because like in their imagination, they're running around protecting stuff and shooting stuff up. But in reality, they're not doing anything at all. And uh, and so I like that you're, you what you're doing here provides something that's you know a little bit sort of more manly and more masculine. Because so I, I, to be honest. I would never want to throw myself off a cliff. <laughs> but I like that it's, it's sort of geared, like, for blokes and for... Do you have any females that come through your programs?
4: Um, we've had a few referrals come through. But I just haven't quite had the... Um, I'm sort of at full capacity now, so... Oh, good on you. I'm sort of just trying to get a bit of a, more of a staff and team together and to sort of expand it to the next level a bit. But, um, yeah, I've had a few referrals come through, through for some young go- girls that want to actually do some paddle boarding and... Um, Canoeing and that sort of thing.
1: So sometimes I wonder if my co-host is on the spectrum. Um, but do you have anything that Lyle could like do? Like, is there any like sort of extreme? <laughs> yeah. Like, can you throw him off a cliff for me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be
1: right.
0: Well, <laughs> Mon's always trying tra- trying to throw me off a cliff somewhere, or under a bus, one or the. Yes. other. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Do you offer that service? No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, I should just I should just butt in at this point and 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 say this because. Um, <clears throat> I, um, I'm not surprised that Leighton's into adventure therapy because I knew Leighton's mum when Leighton's mum was considerably lung- younger than Leighton is right now. Oh, really? And yeah. she was my school teacher. What? I was in primary school and she was the most fun, adventurous, into anything kind of person that you would ever come across. That is so
1: cool. <laughs> so he's got
0: all the right DNA to be able to do this kind <laughs> of a, uh, a, w- a work it. in ministry. And, and and my best childhood memories were with uh, Leighton's mum. She, uh, she taught me for year five and six. Mrs. Smith. No, it wasn't Missus Smith. Oh,
1: it was Miss something. It
0: was Miss Kernick. Oh, Miss
1: yep, Koenig. Yep, Miss Kernick,
0: and uh, yeah, she came from the bush, and she was teaching this little school that was out in the bush. It was um, it was just the best.
1: And actually, speaking of the family connection, Leighton, did you know that Lyle and I just got back from Ethiopia, where we were preaching with your brother, yeah, your brother Jared? Sure. Yeah, yeah, he was part of our team, our Ethiopia mission preaching team. That's really cool. And
0: while we were there, of course, Jared was telling me, telling us all about what his brother was doing, and his Lyle like, oh, Leighton's doing this and doing that and doing That's the bad. other. So. Super glad that you come on the show today and and, and join in the, to, with uh, to share with us what you've got happening.
1: I do want to know, so like, if people are listening and they want to, like, you know what, I want a slice of this adventure therapy. Um, how can people get more information or get in touch with New Heights, um, your ministry here?
4: Yeah, so um, I've got another thing called New Heights Adventure Blog, and that's kind of another little arm. And I've, if you go look up New Heights Adventure Blog on Facebook or YouTube, you'll find heaps of videos and that's sort of where I posted all my uh, social media sort of stuff or youthoutreach.com.au that's um, where you'll find all our programs and what we do and um, and how you can support us if you wanted to do that sort of thing.
1: Okay, so you can Google New Heights Adventure blog or go to youthoutreach.com.au and yep. that's where you can find more about adventure therapy. That sounds really cool. I wish I kind of wish I was eligible to come along, but um, I think I'd maybe just spectate. That kind of sounds a little bit scary, but yeah, definitely down to You can handle Lyle. the dolphin watching. Oh, I, yeah. absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And I could definitely handle watching Lyle be thrown off a cliff. That'd be so <laughs> awesome. I <laughs> love <laughs>
4: well, we'll to take you guys out for an abseil. We should have done it out on the cliff today. Yeah. Totally up for
0: it. Nah. Anytime, Leighton.
4: Anytime <laughs> at all. I'll be on belay. Totally up belay, for it. On
1: belay, whatever it's called. Is it <laughs> called it on uh, belay or belay? Yeah, belay. On b- belay. On belay. I'll hold your rope down the bottom while. So basically, when you start to fall, I have to pull it tight You'll to be the break. You'll just scream and let go. Pretty much. <laughs> I'll get my phone out and take a selfie. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining us on the show this morning, Pleasure. Leighton. Thank you. We really appreciate you having you along. We'll be right back after this break.
2: Shines next to you. in mine, with your love and peace and would you please give him a heart from me i know you hold him through the night your love is much greater than mine so listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
4: Are you looking for a way to turn your life experience into an enriching gift for helping those around you? A counseling degree at Avondale College of Higher Education could provide you a great foundation to assist others through life's difficulties. Study in a personalised environment alongside a fantastic support network and community on our Lake Macquarie campus. Apply to study counselling today at counseling.avondale.edu.au. It's higher education designed for life.
0: Hi, my name is Pastor BJ and I'd like to invite you to join us at Bunbury's Seventh Day Adventist Church. We are a vibrant church community that meets every Sabbath at 9.30am for Bible study, followed by a worship service at 11am. There are a number of groups that meet throughout the week where we eat, share and study the Bible together, including groups for families and young people. For more information, please contact me on 042-896-553. That's 042-896-553.